This is Adventure Nannies On Air. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Shenandoah. Welcome back to Adventure Nannies On Air, the Adventure Nannies podcast about all things in the world. All things in the world as it relates to nannying. The entire world. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What's going on with you, Brandy? Oh, you know, just uh, enjoying the lovely weather in Denver. Mm, It's 44 degrees outside in Washington today. That's why I don't live in Washington. But it literally doesn't matter because I've been inside of my house for every day for as long (laughs) as I can remember. Rough year. Mm -hmm. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit about hacks to make a lasting, super duper first impression when you are starting a new job. Yes, make or break. It's always the little things. Oh, yeah, or a break. Can't forget about the break. (laughs) There has been so much turnover in the last year plus because of COVID, and a lot of people have switched jobs. A lot of nannies are looking for new jobs, and I think because everything has just kind of been so upside down and people don't really know what it's going to look like on the other side of COVID or when the other side happens or if there's ever an other side or if this is just our another side (laughs) Uh, yeah who even knows that more and more we see families who are having kind of a hard time making their final decision about hiring a nanny because it just seems especially for us because so many of our jobs involve relocation it just seems like a really heavy important decision and a big investment a lot of times for families and nannies oh, yeah. that families and nannies are having kind of a lot of first day and first week and first month on the job jitters yeah. and it just doesn't feel as much like a done deal once an employment agreement is signed than it used to yeah because everyone has had a crappy year and and you can't and, really do trials safely Yeah, unless you are quarantining and getting tested, or if you're one of the lucky people who has already gotten the vaccine, which is a whole other podcast episode, because more and more states, as they're rolling into future phases, they're deciding at the last minute to exclude nannies from the childcare workers phase. And so there continue to be nannies who thought they were going to be able to get the vaccine in a week, and then the day before, their county supervisor or someone in their state is like, actually, we... Yeah. Actually, we were just kidding about nannies. Yeah. All that to say, it's a stressful time to start a new job, especially if you haven't had a job in a little while, which I know is the situation a lot of people have been in. And we're all socially a little slash a lot rusty. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Haven't been talking to people lately. (laughs) May not be as polished as we used to be. Mm -hmm. Or only talking to people on Zoom. Yeah. With your ring light and your filter and your cute background. <laughs> and yeah. Now you have to show up and talk to people in real life and they can smell you and yeah. see your pores. Yes. And it's really hard. Which are two of the little things we should talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we want to dive into some of the kind of magic hacks that as a nanny you can knock out of the park in your first couple weeks in a job to kind of help allay the parents concerns and stress and worry 
about whether or not they've made the right decision by hiring you and just kind of skip over that entire stressful, awkward phase and move right into the honeymoon phase where you become um, an absolutely (laughs) necessary part of their life and they don't remember how they ever did anything without you and they're so grateful and they will do anything to make you stay (laughs) employed by their family until their kids are in college. A hundred percent. Or even just, I think we should talk about some of these little things too in terms of getting the job in the first place because we've seen interviews, in-person interviews go downhill so quickly because of something really little like too much perfume or yoga pants or (laughs) saying the wrong thing. So, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would say before we really dive all the way into it, honestly, that if you have access to teletherapy or any kind of therapist to please do a therapy session the day before an important interview because oh, that's a great call. so many people have are processing so many different things right now and have all of these pent-up emotions that even at Adventure Nannies, the number of people who have sort of broken down or cried or kind of just lost their cool and been overwhelmed by emotions when we've been interviewing them or talking to them is at kind of an unprecedented high level yeah and no one is really expected to totally have it together right now but the more of that that you can kind of flush out of your system before you're on a zoom or going to a family's house to meet them in this kind of high pressure environment and situation for a job you really want the less of that you can have kind of bubbling to the top of your mind, the better your interview is going to go. Yes. And then let's just run through real quick as a helpful exercise, some little things that are, we've seen families just get really turned off by. And then some little things that families have really been excited by just tiny little gestures Mm -hmm. (laughs) when a person walks into their house for the first time. Yeah. Don't smell like anything. Yes. <laughs> Tip number one. Don't smell like perfume. Don't Take smell a shower like patchouli. Don't smell like soap. you just yeah. worked out. <laughs> yes. Please shower. That is a pretty big one. Don't show up with wet hair. I've seen that complaint. That's like, so don't come right out of the shower either. <laughs> that feels petty, I gotta say. Dry your, ha- dry your hair. I know, but I've seen it. It is petty. It's just these little things, though. Like, why not give yourself the best shot? If it rained and you walked there, sure. But if you just got out of the shower and you didn't have time to dry it, just dry your hair. This is a serious job. Yeah. It's kind of like dating. You're not going to show up to a first date in sweatpants. Right. Probably. Although during COVID, who knows? Maybe right now you would, but (laughs) (laughs) not usually. Absolutely. A lot of these things do seem petty. And I've definitely thought that over the years, but they're just things that clients have mentioned after seeing somebody that even I've been shocked that they were deal breakers, such as yoga pants. That's been one that's come up a few times back in the day when I was working directly with families. Just wear regular pants. Yeah, just wear regular pants. Just wear (laughs) regular clothes that you would work in that aren't yoga pants. Yeah. Don't wear a sundress. Don't wear a ball gown. Don't wear stilettos. When you get to the house, say hi to the mom and dad, and don't forget to say hi to the kids. And a pet, if there's a pet there. Just say hello to everyone. 
If you see how beautiful their house is, you can say your home is so beautiful, but don't say your home looks so expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, what do you guys do for a living? Don't ever say that to anyone <laughs> in any social situation when you're going into anyone's house. Yes, <laughs> but it's totally fine and appropriate to say your home is beautiful and then stop there. Mm-hmm. That's a nice painting. How much did it cost? Yeah, don't say that. Is that, that. real? Is that yeah. real? This artist painting? Wow. All of these thoughts are very normal to have. You just keep them on the inside. And you can you can have a call with your therapist after the interview too. To yes. Process all of that. Obviously, don't. This is like basic shit that we have in our in our manual. But don't say anything disparaging about any previous employer. Mm-hmm. One like little tiny thing that was so awesome for that I'll never forget is we had a nanny do a quick one day trial with her family and they made homemade bagels and I would not have thought of that as like a big thing I guess because I make a lot of homemade things at home but (laughs) the family would not stop talking about how awesome this person was because they made homemade bagels so having a little project is a really good idea Mm -hmm. they talked about the bagels for like two months yes Yes, the bagels came up over and over again. It was, like, shockingly impressive. So the, Yeah, the bagels were a big a, deal. Keep that in your tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, as a nanny, always remember if I was staying through a nap time or some kind of sort of break in the day where I had time to fold the family's laundry or help out around the house because I was the kind of nanny that did not have a problem with doing any of that. I know mm-hmm. some people do, but I didn't. I always made sure to fold the mom's underwear, even if she didn't fold her own underwear. And for whatever reason, that went really far. And as a mom, I don't blame her because it's a little thing you would just never do for yourself. I fold my own underwear. But you feel extra cared for. You do? I'm not a mom, though. (laughs) Yeah, if you had a couple toddlers, you might give up on that. But you never know. I have time to just stand in my laundry room for 15 minutes and watch Saturday Night Live and slowly fold every pair of underwear. (laughs) (laughs) it's really nice to have folded underwear obviously before you leave do all the dishes and put them away it's like a boy scout rule like leave things better than they were when you got there yeah campfire rules campfire yeah leave only memories yes take only photographs yeah don't take photographs if it says you can't in your nda yes in general don't take photographs i would just hold (laughs) off on that (laughs) that is a really good rule of thumb even if it if you don't have an NDA yet. Mm-hmm. I think especially during the first week or two of a job, it's a really wise idea to show up with some kind of small project mm-hmm. as long as you're okay with the project maybe not getting done that day. Yes. Um, but I think the kind of worst case scenario to end up in especially right now because everyone's emotions and stress levels are running so high is to have it be, you know, the first or the second time a nanny is coming into work and have this extra person show up in your house who's just kind of like, okay, what are we doing today? Like, what's your plan for what I'm going to do with your kids all day? Yeah. To a parent who has been dealing with their kids and online learning and trying to figure out how to work from home and also probably hasn't had very many people coming in and out of their house. Mm -hmm. Someone showing up and just being like, hey, I have no plan and you're paying me to be here and now you just get to plan my entire day along with the kids to a parent. I can imagine that just being like a sinking weight. Yeah. 
Like, yes. oh my gosh, there's now an adult kid also. Now I also have to manage this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even if it's a little craft project or a STEM project or a dance that you want to try to teach the kids, a cookie cutter to cut vegetables into new exciting shapes, literally anything. It does not have to be like go to a craft store and spend $200 or try to recreate something from the Great British Baking Show. Just literally any thought and any plan is going to be super extra credit points right now. A hundred percent. And I would also say, I think everybody's really nervous and has a pretty low risk tolerance right now. Even if you're an excellent driver and you have a perfect driving record and a very safe, enormous SUV to drive the children around in, I would say, because for some reason as a mom, I get really nervous if I'm around a new person and all of a sudden they want to drive my kids somewhere. Mm-hmm. I would give the driving suggestions, like let either the parents suggest a driving activity or... Just give it some time before you suggest it because that's something I wouldn't feel that I would be a little nervous about somebody I had just met and then a week later they're driving my kid to some activity. Mm -hmm. So try to make it a local activity that you can walk to or go on a treasure hunt around the neighborhood, something like that. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. What are other things that you've seen people just sort of shockingly blow it with? Little things. I think the hardest transition point for parents usually, and especially right now because parents are now at home a lot more than they used to be, Mm -hmm. is just really, it takes parents a little bit of time, especially if it's their first nanny, to adjust to the idea that nannies are not all inherently psychic. Yes. Even though there are a couple yes. badass nannies who totally are secretly psychic. <laughs> <laughs> We're always my favorite. Um, but families run into little things like there's a big pile of shoes next to our front door because we all take our shoes off when they come in. And our nanny just came in with their muddy tennis shoes. And why didn't yeah. they see the pile of shoes? It's like maybe they had to go to the bathroom. Maybe they were like there are two minutes before the shift and they just wanted to run upstairs but I think especially in the first few days if it's a family that hasn't had a lot of experience with nannies the more that you can kind of train them on how to train you and how to communicate with you the easier of your of the rest of your relationship is going to be yes yeah and how do you train someone how to train you I think that it's just asking in a way that still feels confident and professional and not like you're just constantly worried about doing something wrong Mm -hmm. but just saying hey I noticed that there are shoes by the front door does your family have a no shoes in the house policy or I've noticed that you left this special pan in the sink are there certain cooking things that I'm going to be using that you would prefer get hand washed instead of ran through the dishwasher yes no, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I think the earlier you can ask these questions, the better, even in an interview. Just like, what are your pet peeves? Mm-hmm. And list those things like shoes or things they don't want dishwashed or food items they prefer to be stored in a freezer. <laughs> While you were talking, I remember at one family getting really upset at a nanny because she didn't put the bread back in the freezer after she used it, and that was just common sense, they said. But my family doesn't put bread in the freezer, so I was like, 
that's common sense for you. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that are common sense to you, but might not be common sense to others. So just yeah. be really observant and try to make yourself at home. And like Shenandoah said too, don't ask about everything though. That can be kind of annoying where if someone is making dinner and you have to say, and the table's not made, and you have to say, hey, what can I do to help? You can actually also just look at the mom making dinner, recognize that the table's not being made, and start making the table. And then you can, while making the table, say, is there a specific set of dishes you like using for dinner? Or how am I doing here? Any any pointers to make sure I'm doing it the same way you would? Mm-hmm. Too many questions in the moment can be a red flag for some pa- families too, even though it's actually really helpful (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think another really big thing especially if you have younger kids who are taking big naps in the middle of the day is just Mm -hmm. getting a sense of the family's comfort level on what they expect you to be doing that time and what you can do without making them feel weird yes I know we had and luckily for this particular family the mom really liked it but during a nap time during the first couple weeks a nanny completely reorganized the mom's entire walk-in closet and moved all of their clothes and shoes and accessories around and the mom was like I'm so happy this is amazing my closet's never been organized and she was telling me about it and I was really like I would be so freaked out if someone (laughs) went into my closet and touched all of my stuff (laughs) a hundred percent I would be like embarrassed. I There's keep probably a lot dirty of weird underwear things in my in closet. There. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> things that need new batteries. Everything that needs to be hidden goes behind clothes in my closet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, just understanding, you know, understanding kind of what those expectations are and what the parameters are. Yeah, and kind of wording it like, while the kids are napping, what can I do to help? I'd love if you made a list of special projects for me. Mm-hmm. Or just understanding if you are intended to use some of that time is break time um, and that the expectation is that you can do whatever you want during this time as long as the as long as lunch is cleaned up or as long as XYZ is done mm-hmm. and not to just assume that when the kid is napping that it's your TV time or texting time or right. whatever else you're doing time. It's fine if that's something you've already talked about with the family and you've established that that's going to be your downtime and that it's important to you. But don't assume that it's just like your time to do whatever you want. Yeah, as a nanny, I always just figured if I'm getting paid, I should be working. (laughs) Yeah, and you know, and that's not always the case. Yeah. Honestly, and it depends a lot on the family dynamic and how many kids they have and what the activity level of the kids is and how long the shift is. There are a lot of families who are like, no, please rest. Take a break. And take a break because when our kids wake up, you're going to be in it again. Yeah. And you need that rest time. Yeah, those are those are really good things. And again, ask them as early as possible. Those were those would be great interview questions and then follow up with them. While you're on the job for the first couple of weeks, I was just thinking about my our own family. And I was like, sure, yeah, do laundry while we're. That would be great if you didn't mind doing laundry while Lenny's sleeping because he sleeps a lot. And when Megan first started, he was sleeping even more. <laughs> and then my husband, of all people, hates it when people wash his vintage T-shirts, which I did not even realize having lived with him for 10 years. So <laughs> that 
that's definitely there are definitely little pet peeves that people have so and we didn't really get that out until a couple weeks in with Megan after she washed his vintage t-shirts and he was like who did this (laughs) yeah Yeah. close call Megan yeah that happened during COVID whoa (laughs) I know thank god it happened way before COVID (laughs) but (laughs) that's something that I'm curious about Brandy because I know that you I mean sorry if you hate this term but you technically have been a stay-at-home mom for the last couple years but I know just from visiting you and spending time at your house that you don't spend a lot of time at home yeah (laughs) as a stay-at-home mom because you volunteering with different schools and with the public radio in Colorado and you have a lot of friends and you used to have classes that you would go to or pop into a bar class or do something else Mm -hmm. and we're kind of in and out of the house a lot during the day yeah but the dynamic because so many families are literally at home 24 7 now is so different for nannies it's so different for nannies yes it's kind of the worst nightmare for nannies in my opinion because as a nanny when both parents were home and you were also there is sort of the most difficult time to navigate interpersonal relations Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like know when to step in and when to step out and I know there's been time when Wes has kind of stepped in and he's not home a whole lot well he hasn't been he's been in New York recording and then home. Um, but, like, he'll come in and hang out with Lenny for a little bit. And Megan's like, oh, I think that he's wanting, like, alone time with Lenny right now. So she'll leave. And then he'll be like, wait, where did Megan go? I have to get back to my work, you know? <laughs> so it's really awkward for nannies, especially if both parents are suddenly working from home. Yeah. But that requires a next level of communication for sure. And there's no blanket rule for it. Yeah, how do you recommend sort of approaching that conversation if the family hasn't brought it up? Well, someone needs to bring it up for sure. Yeah, I would just say (laughs) that's a good question. I would say... Sounds like it's going to be the nanny's job again. It is probably going to be the nanny's job, unfortunately. Yeah, because these families are just in it and this is their life and they don't think of things like that. But yeah, I would just say, hey, while you guys are both home and I see like the children engaging in you engaging with you how would you like me to behave or I don't know that's a really weird way to say don't use the word behave (laughs) I would yeah that's a tough one it's Mm -hmm. definitely dependent on the families do come at it with confidence and then just say I want to be whatever you need me to be in this moment so if you want a moment with the children please feel free to just tell me that and I'm never offended and I think it's really hard for a mom, especially in the beginning of a relationship, to tell a nanny what to do for some reason. And Mm -hmm. it was hard for me, even though I've been a nanny and I used to run a nanny agency full time before Shenandoah, thank God, (laughs) came along. Thank you, Shenandoah. (laughs) But it is really funny how hard it is as a mom to like give tasks that are usually yours to somebody else. So I would address that and just say, I know it might be difficult to do this, but this is my job and as clear communication you can have with me as possible, I'm never going to be offended by it. It's way easier if you just tell me what you want me to do than if you let me do something that bothers you. Mm -hmm. And I know that what bothers you is going to change from day to day and that's fine too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even for me just being in my house with my partner for the last 
like year, he's someone who really likes to have alone time. And he used to get it all the time because I would go on a work trip and not be here for a week or two out of every single month. But I've gotten into, I think, a better habit of even just checking in with him to say, hey, do you want some alone time? Even if we're just Mm. both sitting reading books in the same room. And I think that it's so natural if a parent who's working from home takes a break and they come to the kitchen to make some lunch or they just come to sort of check in and see how everything is going to just say, hey, do you want some alone time with your kid right now? And if, you know, because it could be that they're not even thinking about it. And if they realize that they do actually want five minutes of alone time or 15 minutes of alone time, then that's great. And you can just go to the bathroom or run off and do something else or check your phone or do a few dishes. And that's tough too, though, because I will say that like a couple times, I know Megan has asked me something like that. And I've been like, oh, fuck, now I have to be an asshole and say no. (laughs) (laughs) so it's just a really tough situation you were just popping in to be fun for a minute be like lenny look at me oh Oh, your diaper stinks but what's up (laughs) how's it going i have to get back to this board meeting (laughs) yeah i worked for a mom boss who was working from home in a different story of the house and she i started working with them when her son was four months old and she would text me all the time to be like I'm really sorry, but I have to go to the kitchen and get some water. Can you guys move so that my son won't see me? And I was like, no. Yeah. Well, I hope this was helpful. I know (laughs) there's a lot to it. You kind of do need to be a little psychic, or as I joke, like the daughter, (laughs) the adult child of an alcoholic, so that you're always aware of other people's feelings. (laughs) I don't like that, Brandy. I know. I do I do think that's why I was like a decent daddy though, because I was always like, where's the time bomb? Who's upset? What's going on? How can I disappear? How can I help? <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> but I'm sure you don't need to do that as a nanny. You guys are great. <laughs> no, and I think I think my kind of Jerry Springer style closing thought is that it's important for you to know that the family also maybe hasn't been around a lot of people and that it's also an uncomfortable situation yeah for them and so if you are ending up in situations that aren't really your ideal of finding ways to just kind of address them really quickly towards the beginning of the relationship before they become big deals yes the sooner you address it the less of a big deal it is and it was it's actually really nice if a family feels like you noticed it too and then you said something Mm -hmm. it's a big weight off for them yeah there was uh in one of the nanny social media groups this week there was a nanny who had just started working with a new family and the dad boss was working from home and kind of kept visiting or there was a day that he went on a walk with them or he would kind of like come in and check out what she was doing while she was changing the baby's diaper And she was like, hey, just checking in. I've never had a work-from-home dad boss before. Like, nothing creepy is happening, but it is just the fact that he's hanging out with me and his kid creepy. And the feedback in the group was like, yeah, I used to have a dad boss who would just, like, watch me, like, get food ready or feed the baby or change the diaper. And I eventually asked them about it, and I learned that He just really didn't feel super confident as a parent and was trying to watch how I was doing things because I was the expert. He was trying to learn without being like, I kind of suck at changing diapers. 
can I just watch you do it? Or, like, will you teach me? Yeah. Um, so he was just kind of not trying to, like, spy on her, keep tabs on her, but just out of the corner of, a, corner of his eye, be like, okay, so she does that, and then there's that powder, and then, okay. That's really cute. And the diaper goes on this way. <laughs> um, but I can also see how if she didn't ask about it, it would have just been, like, there's just, like, a creepy dude lurking in the corner of the yeah. room watching me, like, wipe poop off of a baby right now, and I don't know what to think about it. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was sweet. Yeah, that's super sweet. That's why this is one of the hardest jobs, though, because you are just navigating so many strange dynamics. Mm-hmm. Godspeed. Every- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything is strange right now. Yeah. yeah. You'll make it. You'll make it. And also just, like, the other last thing I would say is if something small comes up, not creepy, obviously, yes, be firm with your boundaries and if something makes you uncomfortable say something or address it but if little things keep coming up they they smooth over time you know like don't Mm -hmm. don't bail if you're feeling a little off for the first couple weeks that is very normal give it a good college try things with megan were definitely a little awkward with us at first because we were new parents and still trying to work out dynamics and then Mm -hmm. Now we can talk to each other without talking, and it's amazing. Oh, I love that. Yeah, takes time. So good luck, everybody. The end. The end. Thanks for listening. For more, visit us at adventurenannies.com or find us on Instagram and Facebook. To send us love letters, questions, or ideas for future episodes, email us at podcast at adventurenannies.com. Bye. Bye. <laughs>